1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNC's apply. We're going to spend a bit of time now with the people who have made this show tick for as long it has been in its present form. I'm talking about Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. They come to us thanks to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailers, keeping you safe on the roads, TyrePower.com.au. David Wildey, Malcolm Blight, welcome back to the show that you have made so amazing over the last number of years. How are you, boys?
2: Go on, David. You go first.
1: Oh, Malcolm, you always go first. So, no, thanks, Hooky,
0: and also, Daniel. Uh, Four years we've done it together, it's just absolutely flown and... uh, I think the good thing about Malcolm, you never know what's coming up next. Um, he, he comes in with a million notes and, you know, clippings out of papers and he's done all the research. I come in with a pen and I think that's what makes it work. We Nothing's planned in terms of you say this, I say that. And if we both... Um, we sort of both stick to our opinions. I think that's
1: what makes it work, Ben, but it's been yeah it's just flown, absolutely flown. Blighty, there is some yin and yang between the two of you.
2: Yeah, I look at there is. I mean David's obviously a terrific fella, most people would know him. I I did play on him in his in my last ever game in kick six and hit the post eight, <laughs> eight times. I had a bad day in front of the goals, but uh, going on with that, I mean, someone was uh, asked me today, uh, and we're going to a different area, a different system, SEN, and we're going to go to Cruise as well. So we've got to get that in first. But it's been great with 5AA, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Met some terrific people through them. You know, we've had, um, I mean, did, did some shows with Tommy Wren for a while and Leak Forrest. I mean, they're just fantastic people as well. So I think it's been a good association for the show Sports Day SA. Okay. They go one way, we go another, but, but that's life, isn't it? And we've seen that happen a lot in, in all walks of life, not only just radio.
3: Now, Bloody and Wields, we've obviously touched on the fact that you've been together for those four years and you've touched on a lot of footy in your time. I've got a question for you and I'll be interested in both your opinions. I'll ask you first, Wields, talked about a lot of footballers over the, over the time. Who is the best player you have ever witnessed? And I'll be very interested to see what Malcolm says because I imagine you might have coached a couple that would be up there.
0: I've seen the modern era, Daniel. I think um, Buddy Franklin. Uh, I just admire him. You uh, would have played against him, and he's he's a guy that's six foot seven, can run like the wind, can kick the ball eighty meters like blighty. I think he'd be a nightmare to stand. And and I've been lucky enough to call his games for the, as long as he's been playing. And I think for sheer excitement, Buddy, when he's going, is as good as anybody. There's a million midfielders you could say that you know you go through. Uh, Buckley and Hurd, and uh, more recently Martin and Dangerfield, these type. But I reckon Buddy stands out for me. I think Malcolm might disagree a bit on that one, but for sheer, sheer excitement, sheer talent,
2: and uh, what he can do, and thousand goals, I think Buddy for me. Malcolm? Yeah, yeah, Dan, it's it, it's interesting. I, I mean, I've been very fortunate, you know. I'm I Gary Abbott senior, and, and then spending five years at the Gold Coast with Eric, Gary Abbott junior, and I, you know, so different but so great. Lee Matthews was the, the bloke I saw in Melbourne, of course, and a lot of people think that, that as well. But I think it, when you look at South Australians, I mean, Stephen Kernan, Johnny Platt and Russell Ebert, Barry Roberts, I mean, it, great. Uh, there, there are so many great, great players. And, and it's actually still a privilege to actually talk to a lot of them. You know, there's been a lot of, you're probably not going to believe this, there's been a lot of McGarry medalists and Brownlow medalists and premiership players and premiership coaches that you've David and I have been fortunate to speak to, and David gets to speak to one of those every day of the week.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is brilliant.
2: I've got to say, uh, boys, I, I,
0: in the last year I've been starting to talk a lot more about myself. For three years I put it up with Malcolm, uh, you know, Malcolm the third person, but suddenly it was rubbing off on me, and I remembered a few things that actually did, and I started to talk about D. in the third person. But uh, look, <laughs> he's amazing. Just, just uh, hooky, you, you've worked with with Blighty, the His ability to fire up out of nothing he could be just meandering along and something upsets him and he you know gave me sort of um, memories of the pathetic Pittman and uh, don't give a a rat's toss bag this sort of thing just comes out of the blue. and um that's one of the great things about with with blighty you just don't know what he's going to say next and i'm not sure he knows what he's going to say next sometimes too
1: but the beautiful thing about it you're you're exactly right you can sit with him an hour before you go to air and not one iota of a hint do you get from blighty about what he's about to run with but my word when he's got that glint in his eye and something has stirred him up it is almighty radio isn't it it is it is tremendous listening um Boys, have you got a favourite day that you work together or a favourite segment? Blighty, is there a a show or an episode that really stands out in your mind? I mean, I've done a fair bit of this filling in for Wilts, and I've got one or two that really stand out in my mind. But, uh, Blighty, I'd be interested in your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, usually the 22nd of March, David's birthday, I take him out and spend (laughs) a lot of money on him. That's the first thing. And also, uh, we had a great debate. I mean, we talk mainly sport, but don't forget we had the pie and sauce. Now, I don't have sauce on a pie. I'm, I'm about one of 10% in the world. That got a lot of conversations. And also, don't forget, Monte Carlo's are without doubt the best in the assorted greens green aren't it? So, I mean, those things are important too. We do throw some of those things in. But getting back, I think the best two interviews we've done in the last two or three years there's a guy called Kieran McAvoy who's riding in the Melbourne Cup tomorrow. He's, got, he's on Three the favourite winner. Yeah, he's on the favourite tomorrow. He also has got a statue at <laughs> Streaky Bay. Now, we do have a few things in common, so that's probably one of my favourites. My second favourite probably is a cricketer, a great cricketer, a great bowler, Jason Gillespie, now coach of the Redbacks, yep. of course. And he's got a statue at Adelaide Oval, so we talk a fair bit about that sort of stuff. So they're my probably two favourites. What are yours, David? Well, mine are probably not as important as that, but I thought when um,
0: when Mark Rashido got hounded by the the press and people calling for his head, and you um, and you spoke about boards and um, how he would know this and wouldn't know that, I thought that was great. One of the old um, one of the old players, and I thought he, he he sort of been pilloried everywhere, and that was a really quite a, a tense night for a couple of nights on on the radio. So I think you're sticking up for Rashido, and that was really good. And talking about statues, um, Taylor Harris, she weren't that happy when she got one. Now, Taylor Harris got a statue, because she'd been trolled online. And uh, she stuck up for herself when Malcolm said, well, good for her. You know, you should stick up yourself if you get trolled. But she, he said, is it worth a statue? So um, I thought I'd better get a statue in any of that. That was uh, also There's a lot of good moments. As you know, Hooky, we, we speak to someone every night, whether they're cricketers, footballers, soccer players, and... Mike Sheen's always a good one for us, too. He always comes on and um, really respect Mike. His uh, his opinion on football is fantastic. We had Dennis Comedie on, we had Bruce McInerney, there's all sorts of people over the years. But, um, yeah, lots of fun. And the good thing about it, I thought a month ago it was all over. I thought, you know, Blighty's going to another station and I'll stay with the 5AA, which I've, I've loved for 28 years. But um, I'm really excited about the future now and, and, and even the chance to call football perhaps nationally rather than just uh, Port and Crows.
3: That absolutely is exciting, yeah, uh, Will Benny, yeah, sorry, you know yeah,
2: uh, you'd know this, dude. There, there are there are a couple of, I think there are three people that have sort of been with us most of the way. Toddy Gray, yep. in his dog's tips, yeah. became legendary. Uh, John from Port Augusta, yes. I know, and and Troy from Collie in Western Australia. W-A. So for those guys, I mean, they're passionate about their sport, you know, we, yep. not every night, but occasionally they'd ring up, and, and I always found it interesting For guys that actually love. Now, can I just say, the most feedback, I've got to to get this in, the most feedback was a few years ago now, there was a thing you tried, Dan, you would have been involved in this, in AFLX.
1: Yes. Remember
2: that lovely thing they tried in the (laughs) pre-season? How uh, how did you enjoy it?
3: Yeah, look, it it was an interesting game to play. We played it uh, here at Highmarsh against the Crows and a few other teams, and um, as a forward it wasn't a lot of fun because there's a lot of running in a small space a lot of lactic acid builds up uh, it's one of those ones that Gil's done a lot of good things but uh, this one might not have been up there in his highlights I don't think what do you think Malcolm?
2: No well actually what I did at the time I thought I, I did a thing called Roo years ago when I was coaching Woodville in Adelaide and we were going to take it to America because it would fit on a 50 metre by 100 metre football ground so I thought we could play it it was a bit like AFLX and I honestly thought it should have been an Olympic sport, and I said it. Uh, the, that night and the following week, I got the most feedback I've ever got on <laughs> anything I've ever done, mainly saying, You idiot. What are you talking about? <laughs> AFL leaks an Olympic sport. So I thought that was pretty handy. So I thought it was a good idea, but a lot of people didn't.
3: Now, nah, look, constructive feedback is always good party.
0: it. On this day, Malcolm, had, on this day, we used to have a bit of fun with that, you know, on this day in eighteen fifty-five, yes, on this day in 1913. And and uh, just suddenly he dumped it one night, said, nah, I can't <laughs> be stuffed doing it anymore. And he, he put it in the drawer. So is it going to Is going to come out again, Bloody.
2: Yeah, Monday memories, Tuesdays, whatever. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> way, what back back when, David, we should, way back
0: when, yeah,
2: way back Thursday. Yeah, way back, all that, yeah. Now, listen, what about one of the – this is – is where you combine sports. We've spoken to cricketers, tennis players, netballers, basketballers, soccer, golf stars and a host of other sports, lots of athletes. But one of the things that always interested me was talking about our golf and our scores Mm. whenever we played. We're both golfers. We try hard. We're not very good at it. Uh, My darling wife calls us midweek hackers and I agree with her. But (laughs) golf is one of those sports and hasn't it made some headlines in the last year or
1: so? Oh Well, boys, it's been an amazing story. And and to be fair, I am the fill-in host, but I am the low handicapper of the organisation. I'm the number yes. one golfer pretty comfortably. I don't Excuse think... me, the
2: static. The line's gone a bit bad. <laughs> Sam Fantasia, our producer, the line's gone bad, mate. Can you fix, fix it, fix it, it up? I'll fix it for you, Marty.
1: <laughs> could you, could you, we could see a, a live golf event, $35 million worth of golf tournament for 48 players here in April next year, boys. What do you think about that?
2: Oh, it wouldn't be great? Incredible. Actually, uh, they're talking about Grange. Yeah, I didn't play today because it was a bit wet, but... What I, we didn't play also, gee, we should not forget this, in 2020, and Dan was very much part of it, we were all sitting there, empty stands, COVID, 33 matches over 20 days, the hub, Yep. what, what the AFL had to put up with, what Phil McLaughlin and all that the AFL had to put up with. I think when we look back, we're going to say, how the hell did we get through that? First of all, as a country, and then as a
1: sport. Uh, You've picked up on one of the points that I was going to make, Blighty, and this is quite incredible. I filled in for one day in March of 2020. It was Friday the 13th. It was you and I in the old studio over there on Grenfell Street, Blighty. And on Friday the 13th, that was the day that the Melbourne Grand Prix was cancelled. It was the day that the NBA stood still. And it was the day that the Players' Championship, we're talking about golf, the USPGA Tours, the players, which is their biggest event outside of the majors, of course, uh, had played round one, but wasn't going to play round two. We were in a situation where the AFL was umming and ahhing if they were going to go ahead. Same with the NRL. And you and I, it was almost like we were getting bombshells on air. This is another thing that's been cancelled, another thing that's been cancelled. And it felt like I was reporting to all of the people listening to Sports Day in front of my eyes that... I might not have a job. Sport was just all being shut down. It was It was still the most chilling moment of my life. And I can tell you the postscript to all of that because it was just one day that I filled in for Wills. It was such a bizarre day. I forgot to bill the organisation. I've never sent an invoice for that one.
2: <laughs> like, everyone tells me you're the best invoicer in the business too. But Dan, don't forget your invoices, mate. Um, yeah, no, it was, wasn't it? I mean, it was. it was just an eerie time watching sport without fans. We are so lucky. You know, growing up, You know, playing football as a kid, like we've all done, or cricket, like yeah, we've all done. You know, there was hardly anyone there. But when you get the taste of the fans coming, you just realise what the game missed, and all the games missed around the world, and how important sport is in this social environment of us humans that we need to we need to mix and match.
3: Exactly right.
2: They were they were bad times, hooky. I remember. I think we
0: did a couple of months where there's just no sport Mm. and uh, that's when we had to have uh, Monday memories about four times throughout the show but uh, things have certainly improved there but uh, before we go I just want to also thank 5AA I mean being there 28 years they are like a family I know I've said it before but um, it's a long while at one place and uh, they've given me a lot of opportunities but I am looking forward though to the next uh, hopefully two or three years with Blighty see if we can keep it going
3: Now, boys, I want to, before we let you go, I want to find out who your pick is for the Cup tomorrow. We're going to pick our winners after this, but I want to hear the insight. We'll start with you, Wills, first. Who are you going to go? Yeah, I spoke
0: with Malcolm earlier today. Um, He might have the field. There's a number six at about $11. I just looked at the form and it... Without a fight,
2: David. Without a fight. That's it?
0: Without a fight? Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm on. And I just... That's the one I've... um, I've been away for the last month, so I haven't followed it too much. But uh, I think without a fight, the form read okay, and and the favourite, well, you know, favourites don't
2: often win it. So I reckon around eleven dollar, I'll go to the number six. Yeah, I've I've already bet because I've got a function on tomorrow, and I've already bet. But I'm a very small punter. David's a small punter. We just interest. Uh, we gamble very very responsibly. What's the number again, Dave? One eight hundred eight five eight five eight something like that. Yeah, we know yeah, that. Well. <laughs> uh no, I've, I've actually. Uh, Arapahoe, uh, Bjorn Baker and Rachel King is about 50 to 1. It just, every time it's run in the wet, it's run a, a place or one. So I'm going to have $2 Ooh. each way on that. And Montefilia, I backed in a Caulfield Cup and ran fourth. So I'll follow up with that. And then you've got who? Yamal. MAL. Yes. So that's almost me. That's Gay Waterhouse. So I'll have $2 each one on that. I've got about another five if you want more tips. If you keep going, Gee. I could tip 24 or 23. There's <laughs> a scratching.
3: Uh, there is one out. Boys, before I let you go, you've been asked about your favourite moments, your favourite times, your favourite everything on Sports SA. Who's your favourite producer been? Oh,
1: <laughs> Sam
0: Fantasia, I think, no doubt. Uh, no, Sam's been really good. We've had a lot of fun uh, putting and practising a golf before and after and even during. But uh, no, I. Think Sam, uh, I was going to give you credit,
2: Sam, before, you, uh, before he came
0: <laughs> on. But uh, no, Sam Fantasia has done a great job. Yeah,
2: I've, I've, I've probably because he certainly. Been, I've had a few earlier on uh, with Kane Corns, which, are, which I apparently know, I can mention his name. Kane was terrific on the show, and he'll be terrific whatever he does in the future. But no, Sam, Sam's been good because the Fantasia family. Uh, I got introduced to his uncle James playing at Woodville and all those days you know, and all the good stuff he's done at Norwood. So he's a mad Norwood supporter, Sam, and he's a mad Crowie. So that's good, but he's you know what he is? He's more fair with Port Adelaide in both competitions. So I actually like that about him.
1: Ah, uh, boys, I tell you Andrew, what I'm and I think he's He's talking about himself a bit more, too. You've <laughs> rubbed off him. I'm learning from the I best. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was going to ask you both what your favourite segment is as well, but we're right out of time, so I'll answer it for you. It was the community sport update with Ben Hook that you did every Tuesday and Wednesday night. <laughs> that was uh, by far and away the highlight. Boys, thanks so much for your time tonight. Congratulations on everything you've done in the show under this format. And a big thank you to all of the people out there, in particular at 5AA, who've been avid listeners to you in the show. And we look forward to seeing you in the new form on the other side. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Benny. Thanks, Dan. Good on you, mate. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. All thanks to McDonald's. Makers together and loving it. T and apply.